Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana. And Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist Podcast. And once again, this is day two of Voices of Dentistry here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And this morning, we have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Avi Patel. Am I saying Avi right? Avi. Avi, Avi, Patel. Avi. Okay. And the second Dr. House met him, uh, there's just this instant connection, and you are going to find out why. And the second I started talking to him, um, yeah, just he's magnetic. What he's doing in dentistry is amazing. Uh, so... It's just awesome to have you on. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, I can echo all of that. It was definitely a connection when we first started. It was just I could I could sense the just the the feeling of just wanting to kind of connect and talk even more. And and then yeah, I got invited to be on the podcast, and this is super cool. <laughs> well, we love people that are innovative who are thinking outside the box. So absolutely want to hear your story. Yeah. Um, Cool. I guess I could dive in and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. So grew up in, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, and I went to college at university of central Florida in Orlando. I was determined to be a dentist because I had shadowed my uncle, uh, who was a dentist when I was in high school. And, at, and I saw, I'm not going to say like I was obsessed with teeth when I was a kid, but I, I saw the way I was more so intrigued by his life and the way that he was living. He was living, um, in my opinion, a great life. He was working about four days a week. Um, he had his own practice. His patients loved him. Um, he had a nice house in New York and um, he, you know, great father, great uncle, super cool, golfed, like always seemed to be in like a good mood. And I was just like that that's a life that I would, I would want to work for. So that inspired me to, um, you know, apply to dental school. And, uh, a little funny story about that is, uh, he actually, when I went to go shadow him for like a week, uh, it was the summer of, I think my junior year of high school, his, he had a dinner party and all his friends were there. Everyone's having a blast. And then one of his friends was a neurosurgeon and I guess they were on call that night. And so like, I mean, I'm not going to say he wasn't having fun. I mean, I think he was fine, but it just, as a 17 year old kid, like just looking around, I could just tell like one person was not in, into the group. And so, and that's when I talked to him and he was basically asking me like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to be? And then I told him, I was like, I don't know if I want to go to medical school. Like, I don't know if I want to be, you know, a physician or a dentist. And then, um, and then he was like, we well, got to decide because you got to either go to medical school or go to dental school. And then I just kind of like looked around and I just saw like, it just like, that last step, like kind of confirming that like it was kind of more of that way to live a life. And I saw that my uncle was living like a great life at that point. I was just like, yeah, I want to be a dentist. Like four years, 
get in, get out, like start, you know, doing my thing after. So that, that was my expectation. That was the dream. Like this, so this great funny. lifestyle. Yes. Right. And so I had the same kind of moment. That's so interesting. <laughs> I, I was on a, an all boys soccer team when I was in high school. This is before we had girls soccer. Mm. And there were two guys on my team. One of them had a father that was a dentist and one of them had a father that was an orthopedic surgeon. Mm. And the father that was a dentist came to every one of our games. And the orthopedic surgeon, I don't know if he ever made a game. I mean, I knew he existed, but he never came. And so when I was making that decision, I was like, I think I want to be the person that gets to go to my kid's soccer game, you yep. know? No, and that and that is like, I think there's so many dentists that have that kind of expectation. Like, I think that's the reason why a lot of us get into it. I think we're all sm very, very smart, very driven individuals. And we want to help people. It, Otherwise, we, we would help. have been executive at a Pepsi or something. Correct. Correct. But, yeah, but I still wanted to go to my kid's soccer game. Yeah, and dentistry, I think, has like, had had, had this kind of like... Um, I don't want to say facade, but the dream and, and, and what you see and what you hear and, and is, is like, hey, like you can kind of kind of like have it all right. Like, sure, you may not be the richest person in the world, um, but you're going to be. But able if you look at the world. Yeah, we're at the top. Yeah. I mean, we're not the richest, but we are definitely at the top when you compare to the entire world. That is true. But, but yeah. I love that you say facade because it's not exactly. Oh, I'm like totally like dropping some like breadcrumbs for the rest of the story. <laughs> right, right. Okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Tell me the rest no, of the story. You're totally fine. Um, yeah. So then, uh, yeah. So now I'm like driven. I'm motivated at the time. Um, I was dating my now wife. We were long distance and she is like your, she was your classic, like type a, like very like bookworm, like everything. And I was just more of like the kind of chill chill guy like just socializing kind of doing my thing and and it was great because we're on like two opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of like productivity um i wasn't necessarily lazy but i think i i always like i i knew the threshold of effort i knew the threshold of effort and i just crossed it like that was like my motto and then she was just like well no if you want to get serious and like actually go to dental school like you're gonna have to like step it up i'm like okay fine so then in dental school i channeled that and I, or sorry, an undergrad, I channeled that graduated in three years. Um, I knew I wanted to go to school in the Northeast. Uh, NYU was the school that I wanted to go to dental school, got in, um, like early acceptance, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, at that point I was just like, wow, like that was my first experience of like setting a goal, being determined and driven to do it. And then I did it. And then like, since then, then it was like, okay. Um, I feel like a lot of, and a lot of the younger listeners out there, it's like you have this like life dream to be a dentist. And then it's like, you, then you get into dental school and then you're just kind of like, uh, okay, now what, you know? And then it's just, so, but it's fine. Cause you have, you have some time to still like figure it out, which is what I did. Right. Went to dental school, finished. Um, and then I knew I wanted to just get out and work. So I didn't do a GPR. I didn't do, you know, no residency, none of that stuff. I was like, I just want to get out in the world and then just start working and just experience what it feels like to be a dentist. Cause I just thought real life experience was going to be the best. Like, sure. I, you know, I felt confident in my clinical skills enough to just go for it. And I call um, this trial by fire, but yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um, cause, cause I was just like, you know, sure. I can, you could, you could maybe, maybe learn some procedures in a GPR, but or you could just take a CE course. That's what I had learned from older dentists. 
And that's what, so I was like, well, let's just, let's go, let's do it. Um, and I got my wish. I got to start experiencing real life dentistry, which involved multiple associateships for me. Um, just a lot of turnover, uh, because I actually, I think I had this like preconceived notion of thinking that all dental practice owners like have their stuff together from like the operational and business standpoint. And just like, I just, I look up to them cause I was just like, wow, like they're a business owner. Like, oh my gosh, like that's, you know, when you're, when you're a student and you're coming out and it's like, wow. So it's like, I always went into every opportunity, like thinking they knew their stuff and essentially giving them benefit of the doubt. And then I would just over time learn that not all of them had their stuff together. And so, you know, I wasn't like bitter or angry, like, Sure, it sucked because I would like start at a practice. Like, here's a story. Started at a practice and then um, three months, it was great, private office. Three months in, um, or the, the dentist was mentoring me. He was like giving me tips and just like everything was awesome. And then three months later, he sells the practice to two owners. And then he basically brings me into his office and tells me on a Wednesday, he's like, hey, your last day is Friday. I just sold the practice and they want to start next week. And I was just like, What? Yeah, like, that's cruddy. That's you know, really cruddy. and as one, another story, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we're going there. Another story was I was working uh, part-time at a dental practice, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then some Saturdays. Originally, he had wanted me to work every Saturday, which I thought was insane, because I was just like, who, who, who's working every single Saturday? Like, that's, I'm not that guy. But he really liked me, and he wanted me to join. So I was like, I'll meet you in the middle. Let's just do like two a month. So that was the agreement. We did it. I was working for him for like eight months. And then uh, I, this was around that time when I wanted to start learning how to do implants. And I said, hey, I'm going to take a course. Can I do this when I come back uh, from the course? And, and I was like, it's going to be some Saturdays. So I, I'm not going to be able to work that many for a little bit of time. And he's like, yeah, go for it. Invest in yourself. Education's awesome. The more you can do, the better. So I'm like, sweet, this is going to be awesome. So then I go, take the courses. All right, take the course. And then... Um, on like a Wednesday, he texts me and he's just like, hey, uh, your last day at the practice was yesterday. Don't come tomorrow. You've been taking a lot of Saturdays off lately and I really need the coverage on Saturdays and you've just been slowly pulling away. And I was just like, I tried to call him, didn't answer. So I texted him back and I'm like, hey, man, I told you that I was taking an implant course. You told me that you supported that and I told you it was going to be on some Saturdays. So I don't I'm just I'm confused. Uh, no response. Never heard from him again. He wished me well. And uh, so it's just like I'm getting this like real dose of and then for me, this is reality, right? Like I had the expect, but like this is my reality. And like not all my friends had so much turnover. I think a lot of them, I think what happens is they kind of box themselves up and accept their situation as the reality and they like suck it up, but they're not happy. And they're not happy and I know they're not doing things they wanted to do. And I think a lot of dentists, because they don't know better, when you're younger and you're just starting off, like you just kind of accept it, which sucks because this is why a lot of dentists, like, I mean, this is one of the reasons why a lot of dentists are just not that happy. Like, right? They're depressed and I can see it. It all starts early in the process. And then... Well, there's such a disillusionment. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to older dentists who are further out... They'll tell the truth. Oh, yeah. I went through tons of associateships, and it was bad. I went through seven in two years. It was bad. Yeah. And nobody wanted to talk about it. I got fired from two of them. It was 
same kind of thing where, yeah, this is it. You're done. This is like systemic. Like it's, it's I bad. I've been fired for a job my whole life. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> and then you're just like, what, what have I signed up for? What, what yeah. has happened to me? Yeah. And my, and my wife, so she's in finance and she's just like, she's looking at me. So she works at a, she was working at a, or she still is now at a tech startup, startup. And she's just like, I have more job stability than you do. And you're a dentist. And I was just like, this is crazy. Yep. Like, what, what is this? Like, what is this life? Um, and so. But not everybody's willing to pursue it. You're right. Some people will just sit and live with the status quo. Mm. But think people that are willing to go out and find, well, this is the one I want. So I'm going to create it or I'm going to find it. Yes. That's not common. That's, I guess so. I think it needs to be more common though. It does. Because if you just sit there and accept that as your reality, like you're not doing yourself or anyone else favors, you're perpetuating the problem. And I think the solution, a solution is, so what I say is like, you have to, cause this is, this is like what I use to go through these offices, right? It's like, you got to have this almost like internal checklist. Like if you're an associate, you need to write down like, what do you want out of this associateship? What do you want? Do you want clinical autonomy to do every procedure in the world? Or are you okay with sacrificing, not doing some services and just being focused on some, Right. Do you have an income goal? Like, do you have some, like, do you have an amount of money that you would like just be comfortable making? I'm going to say you have to have an income goal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Have, have that. student loans. Yeah. You have to have a number, right? Yeah. And if you're not meeting that number at a practice for three or six months and you've like gone through the process of trying to figure out like what you can do and how you can improve it. And if it's just not working at that practice, move on. Um, because you're, it's not going to, it's not going to change. Um, and then the other thing is, if you are not learning, if you're not learning something, then you need to, you know, get out. Or when you go into an opportunity, like, what are you trying to learn? Are you trying to learn the business side? Are you trying to learn the systems? Because this is like a highly effective practice, like a highly functioning practice. Are you trying to learn how to do implants? Because this is like an implant, like beast of a dentist, right? And so going into the opportunity, having a list of things that you want to know or want out of it, will help with that whole expectation versus reality. Because if you're going in expecting this like incredible mentorship and this like incredible, like gorgeous office and like the schedule's packed and you're just, oh, like there's no problems. Like if that's your expectation and that office doesn't meet it, you're going to be very unhappy. So I work with a group of young professionals and we set goals every year. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we did this year was we looked at who are you in 10 years? Like write down who are you in 10 years? And then it's easier to say, yeah, none of this is going to meet my goal. I'm never going to get to that 10-year mark if I never place an implant or if I never make this income goal. So I, I think that's an important piece is to what are your goals for today, but what are your goals? Who are you in 10 years? Yes. Because you won't meet it unless mm -hmm. you plan. Absolutely. I, absolutely. Because I, I felt that in the sense where like it took me a little bit early on to figure out who I like, what I wanted to like, who I wanted to be. Um, but the problem was, is cause I was trying to emulate somebody else that was already out there. And what I realized is like who I am and who I wanted to be doesn't exist. Like I am that person. And like, I know that's like maybe super philosophical for some of you guys out there, but like, it's the truth. Like Absolutely. I had to learn like, what the heck do I want out of this career, out of this life and then go create it. So perfect segue to like what comes next. Basically, um, I've worked all these associateships in Connecticut and then during the pandemic, um, right, I took the implant course. I learned how to do aligners because I was like, I need to like get excited about dentistry again because I 
I hate it. Like I hate dentistry. So oh, I was like, I need to get I excited. That. I know I got there. I was there. I was there rock bottom. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I invested in myself, which is always the first step. Always invest in yourself, invest in education, learn something new and then go out and do it. And so at that place, the practice that I was at, they, you know, well, one, I got fired from that one job over text. And then the other place, they said, we don't want you to do aligners because it's not profitable, which is like, I think that's going to be like my tagline for the rest of my life. Like aligners are not profitable. Um, <laughs> so I was wow, shocked. Okay. Yeah. I, the dentist didn't offer it. So they didn't actually understand it. They were holding on to like these like, you know, horror stories of like that you know, information. Exactly. Just not, he wasn't well informed, but he thought he was very big ego of a man. Um, so I walked away. I was like, all right, cool. My wife was like, all right, let's pack it up. Let's go to Austin because, uh, we got married in Austin. So we were familiar with the city and also, um, Texas is just growing great place to do dentistry, Austin specifically. And then, so we moved and I found a job at a DSO and that's where they supported me. And they were like, Hey, here's an Itero scanner. Here's an implant system. Go crazy, do whatever you want. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. So then that's where I started doing implants. Um, very simple cases, you know, here and there, not that much. Cause it's just the learning curve on implants is a little bit it's deep. It's deep, right? Absolutely. So you, you got to kind of like take your time with it. Um, but then aligners, like I did like 50 cases in my first six months, just like hit the ground running. Just, I was like, I'm doing this and I'm giving it to my patients who need it. And I leaned on my mentor, Dr. Blocker. Um, she helped just guide me through some cases like with setup and whatnot. And so I was just like, Hey, I just want to know how I, how I can not hurt this patient and like how this can just be predictable. Like, I just don't, that's it. Like just if you can teach me how to do that, like I'll do the rest. And so, um, that's what I did. And then I started like learning patterns and whatnot. And then now, um, is the uptick in my career in the sense where I am making money. I have more time because I am not tied to the chair because when you do aligners, you're really not, it's not like that laborious. Um, it's pretty much delegated out. You're setting up the cases and whatnot, but, um, and then I had the third part, which is the fulfillment. I actually felt good about what I was doing. I felt like I was making a difference. I felt I could see in my patients, like all of a sudden my patients are flossing and they're telling me that they're flossing. Like how many, how many of your patients like outwardly tell you, right, that they floss? And it's like, it's so cool because you could tell that they have been transformed and that's the power of aligners. And I was hooked and I was just like, everybody needs to be doing this. So I started teaching colleagues in the, the DSO and I was just like, Hey guys, like I'll show you how to do this. Dentist I was working with, been practicing for like 20 years and he. So I want to backtrack because that's not common either to be willing to share information with people who you would consider competitors. Maybe do you consider them competitors? Um, Cause they are taking cases from you. Yeah. I think for me, I've always just been in like, just like kind of share. I also don't really like, I'm a super competitive person. Like, one of the most competitive like like my step whenever we went bowling for like a christmas party and they were like so they put like beats headphones like the winner gets beats headphones and i like crushed it and i'm not even a good bowler but i was like i'm getting those <laughs> headphones so it's like i'm very competitive but when it comes to this stuff i've never been that way even in dental school i was always sharing information just sharing what i knew um i think you know when you share everybody everybody gets better uh, but then the other mindset hack that I have is like, when you are doing something to dominate, there's no competition. Like you're not competing with me because I'm going to dominate what I'm doing. So it's like when you then try to compete, you're, 
you're getting caught up in the noise. But if you're just focused on dominating, you don't really care. I don't care what the next person's doing. And also, like, there's enough teeth in the world for everybody to be fine. See, that's always been my attitude. There's, <laughs> I mean, I have an abundance mindset. There's yeah. lots of teeth. They all need to be taken care of. There's And there's not enough of us. Yeah, there's not. There's not. You're so right. And so, yeah, it's all about abundance. Um, but you just naturally slid into teaching. But yeah. that's so unusual for someone young. So I, I think that's really cool. So, yeah, you're <laughs> telling me. I was just like, I look, because I reflect a lot, and I'm just like, how the heck did I get here? Because it's like, you tell me two years ago when I was in that dark hole, like, hey, you're going to be like teaching people a procedure that like you love doing. I'm like, what? People like doing dentistry? Like, that's how is that possible? So, so I started sharing it. And then at the DSO, I was, I talked to the leadership team and I was like, Hey, can we set up like a legitimate role? Like, I really like this and I want to do, I want to help other doctors do it. And I think it'd be great for the company, great for patients, great for the dentist. And they were just like, no, like, please just focus on, they're like, we like it. Like we see the value in it, but there's like, just focus on producing, just focus on producing. And, um, I didn't really like that answer. But like everything in my life, people usually tell me I can't do something and then I just go do it. Um, <laughs> so, I get that. So, Sean and I really get that. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, and that's, I love it. I love also just like being around people that have that mindset because that's the world needs more of those types of people, I believe, to make a difference. But my wife then was just like, hey, go start a consulting company. And then I was like, okay, I have no idea how to do that, but that sounds like it makes sense. Um, and then she helped me start that. And um, I started working with dentists in Austin and um, taught a dentist with no experience how to do go from zero cases to 25 in two months. And so he basically, I call it like seeing the light. Like he saw the light and he's like, whoa, this is awesome. And then so then I was like, okay, I want to keep helping dentists. How can I do, how can I do more of this? That's the thing also is like whenever I find something good, I'm always like, how can I do more? <laughs> um, so then I got uh, uh, Dr. Rinesh Ganatra, actually. He has an online education platform called Dental Practice Mastery. And he found me on Instagram because while I had this consulting business, I was also posting on Instagram uh, educational clear aligner reels because nobody else was really doing it. Um, but you I, just did it. Like I you, just did it. You didn't wait for permission. You yeah. didn't like... Yeah. No one's ever going to give you permission to do stuff. Oh, I, I love that. <laughs> Have That's you guys heard 10X by Grant Cardone? Yeah. So I haven't. I li oh my gosh. You need to. Okay. Listen to the audiobook. I listened. My mom was, my mom had been talking about this Grant Cardone guy for, for months. She's like, you need to listen to him. You need to listen to him. And I'm just like. You have a pretty cool mom if she knew about Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone somehow made his way into my mom's life, like through whatever content she consumes. And then she was like, you need to listen to him. And I'm just like, I kept pushing it off. I kept pushing it off. And then finally I went to go see my family. It was March of last year. And, um, and then uh, my, 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 uh, my mom was just like, you need to listen to him. And this is when we had already kind of, this was right around the time where that, um, that moment happened where the DSO told me that I couldn't do the director position, right? And so they were like, uh, so she was just like, oh, you're going to start your consulting business. She's like, listen to this. And so I listened to it. And the 10X mindset is basically, it's like one of the most motivating like audiobooks that I've ever heard. And it literally, I, I crushed it from the like on the flight home and then like the very next day. So we're recommending this, but we have no financial interest in it. <laughs> yes, no financial interest in it. It's just like something that, yeah. Her, her husband's a lawyer. So there's the legal side that comes out every now and then. Gotcha. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. no worries. <laughs> totally, totally fine. Um, 
Yeah. So he, yes, yeah, so I, I, I listened to it and it just fired me up and it was this whole thing of just like, you have to take action. You have to take action. Don't wait for permission, do it and then do it as much as you can. And it's, um, I guess it's called messy action. And it's just like, you don't need to have everything perfect. Like you don't have to have all the information in the world. You just need to go do it. And it's like, cool. If you're not good at it in the beginning, it doesn't, who cares? You're doing it because as long as you keep doing it, you will get better over time and you'll learn. And like, it's right. It's like, you always learn, like you said, it's like trial by fire. Like you just got to do it. Um, and so that's what I did. And I was like, all right, let's go post reels. I was like, I'm, all the pictures on my Instagram before that day were like of me and my wife. Like even when we were dating for, you know, 10 years, I was like, God forbid I post a picture of just myself. So I had to like get over all of those like insecurities <laughs> of like, Oh, like people are going to think like, you know, I like think, you know, like, like all that stuff. So I worked all through that and I was like, whatever I posted it. And then like all of a sudden, like people started following and they started reaching out and they're like, Whoa, like this is super helpful. You know, thank you. I'm learning a lot. And then, um, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So I grew that. And then, um, the consulting business was still happening. And then that's when Dr. Ranesh found me on Instagram and he's like, Hey, I see what you're doing. He's like, I love it. He's just like, have you thought about making a course? I was like, no. And then, so he kind of mentored me through that, walked me through it. And, um, that's what I did. And so now I've created a clear aligner online training program for dentists who are looking to get started with aligners you can have zero experience um it's brand agnostic you know i personally learned on invisalign um but what i teach is i teach how to just do aligners in general and essentially you learn how to take on the simple cases um you are learning how to have the conversations in hygiene uh, i teach how to get your team on board to empower them um I give like scripts uh, on what the team can say, like, you know, patient notes, like all that stuff. Um, just kind of made this like comprehensive resource that essentially is like everything that I had learned on my own um, and just like package it up and now I'm sharing it. This is my way of sharing it. Um, and then I do like monthly coaching calls to like help them get everything, uh, help dentists kind of like set up their cases and stuff like that. So you have been busy. Wow. Yeah. Two years. <laughs> So actually this started last year. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, it's been a very concerted focused effort. And now. Are you still working full time? So I cut down my days. So I'm practicing two days a week, two days a week at a practice. And um, the rest of the week I am focusing on this. I just call it the online business because it's, you know, the, the program itself, it's the marketing aspect, it's the content creation, it's, um, you know, all of that stuff, but it's fun. I like it because, you know, I mean, this weekend also has been awesome because I just get to talk about this, um, with other people and it's really cool to, you know, you sit there and you like post stuff online and you'll see views and you'll see likes, but then like, you know, some people will have, I call it the courage to reach out when I think more people in general should just reach out because people have reached out and they're like, Oh, I've been watching yourself for so long. I love it. And then in my head, I'm like, why didn't you say that earlier? Like, <laughs> um, but you know, in person seeing people, it's like really cool to have this conversation because it helps me. There was a time where I didn't have the belief in myself because I thought when I first started, like, who am I to teach people this stuff? You have to reach a status supposedly, yeah. right. To, mm -hmm. to, before you can start opening up your mouth and sharing. And Which that's kind of what people almost told you, right? Yeah, they and did. So yeah, the, yeah, they basically were like, Hey, um, yeah, when I was at the DSO, they were just like, you, they're like, in order to be successful in this role as like an internal director, like you have to have like, 
being a practice owner. So that way people have a reason to listen to you. I was like, a reason to listen to me. I was like, I'm not teaching how to run a practice. I'm teaching how to do aligners. And I was like, and I've done them. I was like, I've done the most in the company. I was like, I'm, so I was like, I don't understand. And then, but what I realized it was like their limitations, their mindset that they were projecting onto me. Um, and you didn't take it, which is no. a good. Because sex, success isn't defined by owning a practice, no, is it? It's defined not. about you're doing what you love to do. You're getting paid to do it. And isn't that the definition of success? Yeah, it's that whole, it's literally that saying of like, you know, if you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life. Like this isn't work for me. Like this is, I'm like, and now it's, it's pretty awesome. Like I just call it like I'm just living. Like I'm just living. So how can people follow you? And so, so follow you on social, like Instagram, I think is your main thing. And then where can they find out about this course? Yeah. So my handle is dr.ovi and doctor spelled out. And um, yeah, follow me, shoot me a DM. Uh, I will definitely respond. And then uh, what was the other question? Oh, the how do I find a course? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, so the link is in my profile on Instagram, but it's called uh, the clear aligner advisor, the mindset bootcamp. Um, I can give you guys the link and you guys can put it in the show notes if you want. Um, I also have like a free training that I created. So, you know, if you're just starting out and you don't want to like jump into the course, no problem. Like sign up for the free training. You can watch that. Um, I basically walk you through, you know, how I did it, what you need to have, what you should, you know, kind of the basics of it. And then uh, if you want to get into the tactical nitty gritty stuff, then you can take the course. Okay, I have two more questions. Yeah. Number one, what would you tell your younger self when you graduated from dental school? Ooh. Um, I would tell my younger self, uh, don't, don't think your dreams are too big. Yeah, I would say don't think your dreams are too big because I had very big dreams when I first came out. I thought I was going to be the bit, like, biggest like cosmetic dentist. I think that was my dream when I first came out, but it wasn't like a real dream. It was just what I saw. I had seen somebody who I thought was super successful, like Dr. Appa. Um, and I was like, wow, this guy's like crushing. I was like, I want to do that. But then like, you know, I think some dentists early on were just like, oh, you can't do that. Like, you can't be a cosmetic dentist. And I believed it. They're like, oh, like that's not real life. So, like real life is like owning an insurance practice, like doing like the basics, like you have to do this. And I wish I told myself, I mean, I'm happy with where I'm at now, but I wish I'd told myself early on, like, don't listen to those people because there was both of those voices were in my head. Part of me was just like, screw these people. You can do whatever you want. And the other part was just like, oh yeah, you know what? That seems like a really hard road to go down. Like, and there's only like, you know, there's not that many other people doing what he's doing. And then I listened to that voice, which sucks. Cause then I got into that first office and then that's when reality affirmed all the naysayers and the you know, reality was like, Oh yeah, you are just in a practice. Like you do have to do root canals. Like you do have to do fillings. Um, and so then I like accepted that, but we broke out of it. So it's all good. That was a big realization for me because I dreamed that I was going to be my family dentist, Dr. Nelson. And I can't, I mean, there's no way that I can be someone else. Exactly. I can only be me. Yep. And so this was my dream and what I wanted. And then my, my next question is what's next for you? What's next for me? So continuing to work on, sorry, this program, I would, I mean, people have asked me like, oh, like, what's your goal with it? Like, I want it to be the number one uh, online aligner training program in the world. Uh, that's my goal. And then I think after that, I want to start, I have a lot of ideas, but I think like 
the natural thing would be is like continuing to make an impact with dentists. Part of me, I think a lot of like entrepreneurs and people who kind of get away from the chair and do stuff like they want to run away from dentistry and they want to go like impact other people. But it's just like, I'm learning that there's a lot of dentists that need the inspiration, the motivation, the, the help, the guidance to unlock the part of them that they have been like keeping caged up. And I want to do something to help unlock that in dentists because I was talking about this at the breakfast table with some, uh, with some dental students where I was just like, Hey, you guys, you know, first of all, it's awesome that they're even at this, at this, uh, conference because, um, they're like D2s and stuff, but they're in like the business club of their dental student of their dental school. And so they're already like thinking, yeah, they're, and their whole thing is like, yeah, we just want to be exposed to different things. And so I was just like, wow, that's awesome. And so that's like, that's a mindset that you have to have is always expose yourself to stuff. But what I wanted to say with that is, um, I told them that you're going to have to get creative with your career. Gone are the days of just being a, like graduating dental school, being a dentist and just having like your little simple practice gone. Those days are gone. Like the financial climate will not allow you to do that unless you don't go into insurance and you open up your own spot and you go fee for service. And what fee for service is, is, I mean, that's no different than being an entrepreneur. Like, you're believing in yourself and you're putting your face. You have the courage to put your face on the brand of the practice and you are charging your worth for services that you render and you're providing something that's different. And that model, I believe, will always be successful. But the problem is, is a lot of dentists are afraid. They don't believe in themselves enough. And I think that's why this whole insurance mindset takes over people. But if you have the courage and the determination to do that, I think that's how you can practice dentistry your way in the future. Um, that still holds true. If you're not, you're going to have to find a way to create time to have like a side gig or something else that you're working on. Because if you're just doing regular dentistry, you're not going to be able to pay those student loans and, and live the life that you want to live. That's my opinion. So I think the more that dentists can expose themselves to, you know, other dentists that are doing things outside of just being clinical dentists, like that is that's what our profession needs because those are going to be the dentists that can turn around and actually make an impact in our field and move it forward as opposed to keeping it where it's at because if everybody's in an office just head down working who the heck is going to make the impact like you got to get out of the rat race to be able to solve for the problems because dentistry has a lot of problems like every industry has problems but other industries also have people who have stepped out and have turned back around and made an impact back into the field. And we just need more of that. And I'm with you. Like practice ownership is not, is absolutely not the only way to be successful in dentistry. I love it. Thank you so much for taking this time with us. And I hope you'll come back someday. Oh, that was I would, really great. I would love to. This is, this is awesome. I love talking about this stuff. Thanks again so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. Authentic.